Kev, we're about to end this cosmic journey we've been on. Have we already traveled through the cosmos? We have. We've been to nowhere. Yep. Uh, with the Guardians. Yep. We've been to the Men in Black New York facility. Yep. Immigration facility. Yep. Um, we went to. Where else did we go? We skipped Asgard. We flew yeah, right by we, it. We didn't want to go to Asgard because no. they're not very cosmic. No. They're more mythologic. Right. Even though that they're amongst the stars, they're like, meh, it's not worth it. But are they really amongst the stars? Is that where they go? I don't know. They have the Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. I but... mean, Rainbow Bright has her Rainbow Bridge, but who knows where she lives? <laughs> yeah. Right. I... <laughs> <I'm> weak. <laughs> I mean, they could, I don't know. They could just live in another zone. Who That's knows? That's true. In another district of in the another, cosmos. Yes. We don't the know suburbs. where. I, I wish I knew where Asgard was because if you're going like Norse mythology. Right. They're just with the gods. And then if you're going with Marvel, then. Who knows? Who knows? They're, they're I anywhere. Mean, okay. So, okay. So you're the guardians. You're like, okay, let's go to Asgard. Uh-huh. Can you take your spaceship there? Is that how it works? I don't think that's if, how it works. If you can find what Thor was looking for to build his new web, his uh, Thanos killer, I. Th- but I th- did he go through Asgard to do that? No, but I'm saying if they can find places that are like well hidden, I think find maybe Asgard, may- Asgard, maybe okay, slightly. All right. Well, we're we're gonna finish up this cosmic adventure more towards home, yep. but slightly in space, a little it's bit just, of just on the outskirts, both, just a little bit on the atmosphere, just outside of Earth. Yes, in space. That's where it starts. That's where the whole adventure starts. Okay, and we're talking about the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, and how they got their cosmic powers. Ooh. Not many people realize. Maybe they do. Maybe they've seen the movies and stuff. But mm. not many people understand. I guess that. Their powers were given to given to them by cosmic forces. Mm. Did you know that? I knew it was like I thought it, as a kid it was like cosmic like radiation. Yes, yes. But it was like like forces, like actual like beings or like no, no, no. I mean, I think it was like a, a star, or some just an explosion. There's an explosion, this radiation yes. flying by, and and it hit them hard. Dang! In their DNA. Yeah. One of them turned into a rock. Yeah, how much does that suck? <laughs> All right. So before we dive too deep into into the cosmic fun of Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. we got one final cosmic question to ask Tear. this month. I know, sad. But next month is Showdown, so okay. we might have some Showdown questions. Oh, <gasps> yeah. Spoiler alert. Okay. So what song would you play during your cosmic adventure? So you're flying through the cosmos, kind of like Star-Lord and his uh, little tape of wonders. Right. What's, what's your song that you're playing on your cosmic adventure? Well, some of you might be too too young, but there was a movie made in the late 90s called Titan A.E., which was a uh, fantastic movie. I, I know of it. I never really wanted to see it. Really? I don't know. I just didn't have the 
couch appeal to me. Okay. Sad. I, I definitely recommend it. Too. Okay. Maybe it's I'll fantastic. maybe I'll give it a shot. Uh, but there is this movie called, uh, or movie this, there's a song in that movie called Cosmic Castaway. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're hitting the nail right on the head with that one. <laughs> Ding. Um, by a band, I'm, hopefully I'm saying this correctly, uh, Electricy, uh, E-L-E-C-T-R-A-S-Y. But, uh, can I play a snippet? Just a tiny, like, five seconds. Maybe they'll know it. Okay, maybe. It's pretty catchy. I can see that just then, flying through the stars. Yeah, and he's like, I'm a cosmic castaway. And then it's like the chorus and whatnot. But it's like got like a nice chill beat to it. And it's like... It's kind of like if you're Han Solo and Chewie sitting in the chair with the star, like the hyperspace right. stars flying by. It's like life is good. We're just cruising. We're just going on a trip. Yep. Just, it's a happy go moment. Okay, now my song... Might annoy the shit out of any person riding in the cockpit with me on a cosmic adventure, but I first heard this song mm-hmm. on The Simpsons. Okay. When uh, Marge and I can't remember the neighbor's name, but they're like a Bonnie and Clyde situation, and they're sca- they they like oh, they're like yeah. on the lamb and uh and Homer and uh, Pleachy's Wiggum are yep. following them. Yep. And they're like, we got to listen to our muse, our you know our. Uh, Chase music. Mm-hmm. And so he pops in a tape, and this is exactly what you hear. Okay, we're not going to listen to the whole one minute and 35 (laughs) seconds. Yeah, they might kill us on that one. But, I mean, it could be public domain by now. Who knows? I'd be snapping my fingers. But I'll tell you, that would be the funniest song just to listen to while you're (laughs) flying through the stuff. And then all of a sudden, like, there's like, like, let's imagine Space Hitchhiker, right? Uh Sitting on the side of the... Is there such thing as Space Hitchhikers? Is just someone floating with a pack in the middle of space with a thumb on out? a small rock, like an asteroid kind yeah. of thing, just kind of like holding up a sign or a thumbs up. That could be. Okay. But anyway, so let's, let's pretend. Uh, this this podcast is all about pretending and, and stuff. Right. Anyway, so, so you got the space hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Pull up, kind of turn down the volume a little bit. You roll down your airlock. I don't think you just have a window. I mean, you're you not just, the Jetsons. The helmet comes down and just... No, but then your face like... <laughs> Right. Because you're in space. What if you have, like, one of those Marvel things that just kind of forms over your face, like in Guardians 2, where it's just like a bubble? Yeah. Thing. Okay, something like that. Boy, we're, we're talking space hitchhiking right now. Yep. I mean, like, the Jetsons, I think you could just roll down a window and pff, you're good. Right. Which is, I don't think that was very uh, realistic. I don't think they understood <laughs> <Right>. space and <laughs> vacuums. And... Imagine if they put that and everyone got sucked out and died. <laughs> yeah, right? So, okay, space hitchhiker, you roll down your window, just per se, mm-hmm. and then... You know, you dim the volume a little bit, right? It's like, hey, where are you going? Oh, we're going to nowhere. Perfect. I know exactly where that is. They hop in your car. He, uh, you know, you're ready to go. All uh, of a sudden, you crank up the tunage again, and then uh, sunshine, lollipops, and rainbows. And the hitchhiker's like, I want out. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not having any of this. 
I would rather walk. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd rather spacewalk to my destination. All right, so those are the those are the songs that we would listen to on our cosmic adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, I will post those on our uh, Facebook page so you guys can uh, take a listen. Take a listen, and I'm sure since people post videos and YouTube clips and whatnot on on Facebook, right? I'm sure we're cool with that. We're hip. I I guess I just don't understand the difference between posting a podcast online mm. with a song right. but okay. you could post that same song on facebook and all right Ooh, voila. okay i don't know really weird doesn't doesn't matter okay anyway so <laughs> back to the cosmic adventures mm-hmm. of the fantastic four so um fantastic four has been kind of on and off through the 90s and 2000s every mm-hmm. once in a while you get a movie every once in a while you get a cartoon every once in a while uh you don't get nothing Right, and yeah. then Fox finally buys, or Disney finally buys Fox, and you might get a crap ton more of it. All as well. Yes. So first up, the Fantastic Four is a fictional superhero team. I like how they have to notate that in the in the description. They're not real. They're not real. Just the Fantastic Four is not real. There is not a guy made of orange rock living amongst us. There is always that one person to ruin it for everyone else. They're that, real. They're real. The, yes. So then you have to go and yeah. Stan Lee told me they're real. Um, appearing in American comic books published by Marvel Comics, the group debuted in the Fantastic Four number one, which helped usher in a new level of realism in the medium. Fantastic Four was the first superhero team created by editor, co-pilot, the former, Ooh. sad, Stan Lee, who's unfortunately passing, mm, is yeah. no longer with us, um, an artist and co-plotter, Jack Kirby who developed a collaborative approach to creating comics with this title that they would use from then on. So they really drove the comic book industry with, with teams. I mean, I think without Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. you would never have Avengers. You would never have the team up. Or X-Men. Or, or... X-Men. Or X-Force. Wait, what team... First, X Men or Fantastic? I can't remember. I think they're both assuming, like early sixties. Well, we got okay. So, Fantastic Four um, was published in nineteen sixty one. Okay, I think that and was before the X Men. The X Men, yeah, I think the X Men was definitely like sixty three or something like that. Was de- yeah, it was way before that. Let me see here. Uh wow, they're not giving me a a good date here. It says September of nineteen sixty three. Okay, so two years. So yeah, without Fantastic Four, there would be no team up. There would no be no team up. So I mean, there might be. I mean, I mean, can't say never. I right. guess, but the Fantastic Four really drove mm-hmm. the team ups. And think of all the different team ups out there that just would never have happened without the Fantastic Four. And even Fantastic Four was small. I mean, yeah. four four people. Mm-hmm. Where you look at X-Men, fucking... It's a whole family. Th- a thousands. School. Who knows? There yeah. could be thousands of mutants. Hundreds of thousands of mutants. Yeah. And you don't know. Now, the difference, though, between the Fantastic Four mm-hmm. and the uh, X-Men is, it, although it technically was a mutation of their DNA... True. They were given their powers by cosmic radiation. Um, 
So they gain their superpowers after exposure to cosmic rays during a scientific mission to outer space. So um, Reed Richards and Su- Susan Storm are kind of your your scientists. Mm-hmm. You got uh, Ben Grimm, who was the pilot, and you got Johnny Storm, who was uh, a rock star. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he really had anything going for, going him. for him except for being the brother of Susan Storm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in the movie, so you look at the first Fantastic Four uh, movie, and he literally was like an actor, rock star, idol, idol yeah. type of guy, you know, Daredevil, I guess would be mm-hmm. a good way to put it. Right? He was Daredevil yeah. before he became... I think so, yeah. Like so, he was a thrill seeker type. Yes, thrill, yeah, the thrill seeker type, snowboard or whatnot. Um, and then... They get hit by the cosmic radiation, and they become uh, Mr. Fantastic, Mm -hmm. Reed Richards, um, who's the leader of the group, and can stretch his body into incredible lengths and shapes. There's the Invisible Girl, uh, Susan Storm, who later became the Invisible Woman. So she apparently grew up. Okay, she makes sense. She went from a girl to a woman. Makes sense. You know, through a... Okay. (laughs) Um, Eventually, uh, she married Reed. Um, who can render herself invisible and later project powerful invisible force fields. Ooh. Yep. Then there's the Human Torch, by jo- who is Johnny Storm, mm-hmm. Sue's younger brother, who can generate flames, surround himself with them, and fly. And the monstrous Thing, who is Ben Grimm. Their grumpy but benevolent friend, a former college football star, and Reed's college roommate, as well as a good pilot, who bes- possesses... Tremendous superhuman strength, durability, and endurance due to the nature of his stone-like flesh. Now, I'm assuming durability is obviously because he is rock. Right. I mean, remember when they were shooting at him in the movie and it was like, clink, clink, clink. I mean, he's gone up against the Hulk numerous times. And I, I feel like space nothing, rock. Yeah, I feel like nothing could really harm him. Right. I mean, he's just like, I mean, I guess you could blow up a building with a rocket launcher. I guess I don't know what the cosmic rays were made of that made him indestructible. But, I mean, I guess you would probably want to be indestructible if you wasted your, not wasted, but your entire life changed Mm -hmm. because your body got altered into that. Into an orange rock. Like, how much would it suck if... After five minutes of being the thing, rocket launcher comes in, blows, blows you, you up. completely right. to smithereens. That yeah. would just then you end up in a fish tank. <laughs> yeah, all the rubble at the bottom. Of the... <laughs> mommy, mommy, guess what I did? I bought the thing online. The fish what? tank. What? The fish tank's looking at me. No, it's not <laughs> the crazy. little eyes in the bottom of the tank. I don't know where his eyes rock to, and it didn't really look like it. So that that's who the Fantastic Four are. Okay. Um, so, like we mentioned earlier, created in 1961. Um, so, pretty old. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they were around for a very long time before, you know, anyone decided to go, you know, TV or, you know, movies with them. Right. Um, obviously, the 90s were the big year for animated cartoons. I mean, 80s and 90s. I mean, you got 90s. you got everything: Fantastic Four, Spider Man, Batman, Turtles, X Men. I mean, all the comic book mm-hmm. related properties all started getting 
animated shows. Yep. And I just think it was kids at that age or at that time, you know, 80s, 90s, were done with comics. I mean, I didn't read as much comics as I did, as I do now. Yeah. Like, I'm a 36-year-old guy reading comics because I think it's a lot more fun than watching kids' cartoons on TV. Whereas I think in, like, the 60s and 70s when TV's weren't your household item right they can reading the comics were the primary thing and then tvs became a thing and Mm -hmm. kids were no longer reading comics so they're like all right let's put it on tv Mm -hmm. and then obviously you know 2000s hit and you got the marvel movies and everything and people are like well i want to know where all this stuff came from but i'm not going to go back and watch the cartoon or even watch the kids cartoons that are on tv now they're going to watch or they're going to read the source the, the source material and then you get all the people blaming all the source material on, you know. Right. It's too different from the it's source material. different. Or why? All right. So, Fantastic Four movies. Mm-hmm. Um, of the three, what's what's your favorite? I'd probably have to say uh, the 2005 one. I will say the 2015 one, if... The source material for Fantastic Four never existed, and that was like the first incarnation of the Fantastic Four. Then it would be a good film, but yeah, that film was the, out there. The how they got their powers definitely did not right. meet. And what... Doctor Doom looked like a crash test dummy. <laughs> and then Rise of the Silver Surfer was PG, and I had a whole fit about that. I was like, "How can you have a comic book movie rated PG?" And I like, think and Galactus just... was a space cloud. Like, come on. <laughs> so... Well, that was was. I think the Lost was around then, right? So they they like, oh, smoke monster from How Lost, let's do it in space. Go that far off the source material, where like you have Galactus, who's like, did they the maybe they, maybe they didn't see a picture of him? You know, that's, the giant purple dude. That's Fox for you. Thank yeah, God. they're like, okay, Damn giant it. purple dude walking on planets. Well, we've got Thanos, and we've got Apocalypse, who's kind of purple and blue. Like, <laughs> it's like, but no, I'd have to say because Doctor Doom was Doctor Doom. You know, the thing looked like Thing. You know, it was... In the original. In the, the original. Yeah. yeah, like, they all looked like their, their source Their material. counterparts. Yeah, yeah. and the, the comedy was there, too. Fantastic Four. I mean, with how, I guess, dark Marvel movie... Not, uh, kind of, you look at Iron Man, not really dark, but serious. I guess serious is more of a... Like, I think the first half of the MCU was serious-ish. Right. And then you finally get Guardians of the Galaxy. And you're like, humor-ish. okay, now let's add humor. And then Thor Ragnarok. And every, literally everything after Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like, has to have some sort of comedy in it. Otherwise, it, it, they don't think it's going to work. But, like, yeah, I will say some of my favorite Marvel movies are the more serious ones. Like the first Iron Man or yeah, Civil yeah. War, Winter Soldier and whatnot. But that humor, as long as it's not forced and men's will. Yes. But but, the, but Fantastic Four, they are a cartoonish family. group. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's why comedy works. You like the mm-hmm. whole uh, stretching under the door, remember in the movie where it's like, yep. they need a toilet paper or something. Yep. I mean, that was really funny. And the whole Johnny Storm comedy with, you know, him light, like snapping his fingers and on his the little fire. Um, and then, uh, when he crashes in the, in the snow and he's snowboarding and mm-hmm. the, the nurse chicks with them and he's like, Oh yeah. Come on in. And, and Jessica Elba. Woo. Yep. Mm. So, so comedy works. So that was, that was probably, that was probably my favorite. I do mm-hmm. love Silver Surfer. I think that was kind of a cool pull to, 
to bring right. in it Silver. Was, it was good. It, to it was see good him. to get Silver Surfer in the mix, mm-hmm. and then obviously Crash and Burn. Like they just stopped making them. I don't know if it was the actors that didn't want to go anymore, or the reception, or the reception of Silver. Of Silver you know, whatever it is, and then obviously the reboot with Michael B. Jordan. Right. I don't think that just like. It's really weird. Now that the MCU is the MCU, mm-hmm. I feel like everything Marvel before the merger doesn't. I think it's just not going to exist because now you got Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Right. So now, obviously, his character. Well, I mean, obviously, that movie's going to have nothing to do with anything new MCU, mm-hmm. but you you almost have to, to scrap it. You almost yeah. have to, like, scrap everything prior because now you got an actual you know, team, I'm guessing, behind Fantastic Four right. and the the Fox half of the Marvel Universe. Well, like, that aside of, like, Fantastic Four, but, like, the new X-Men movie's coming out. Yep. But it's I heard. Deal. I heard that might be... Scrapped? Scrapped. I hope so. You think they should really... I mean, half the thing, obviously, has already been filmed. I, the trailers, I don't think they uh, should... I don't think they should scrap it. But what I think they should do is I think they need to take the best characters uh, from that franchise mm-hmm. and keep them. Keep the actors, keep the story, keep it all. I you think could start you could start over a little bit. They shouldn't theatrically release the film. They should do what they did with Cloverfield Paradox. And oh, just, just throw it on Netflix. It on Netflix. I mean that wouldn't be a bad idea. But then yeah, like it would be cool as long as Jennifer Lawrence is not Mystique because she is not the leader of the X-Men. No. That is such horseshit. It's Cyclops. Everyone yep. knows it's Cyclops. Yeah, so I, I think, so with the merger, so Fantastic Four, I think mm-hmm. being that everyone wants to see them on the big screen again yes. and, and done right, I think that might be the first film of the merger. And I think you'll have to go through your catalog almost mm-hmm. because the MCU right now of actors is huge it's it's, yeah. it's massive so i think you're gonna have to literally sit through your catalog of actors mm-hmm. and make sure you're not double dipping because do you keep well i guess thanos is so <laughs> purple yeah. that you could really <laughs> keep josh brolin as cable mm-hmm. you know what i mean like i think i think you right. really he's cgi you, compared to like could, basically almost the real deal right so i think you can kind of balance balance that a little bit mm-hmm. but i think you do need to go through your your scheme of actors and and think okay who should we keep i think the guy that does beast on you know the new x-men stuff he's a really good actor i think the guy that plays size clubs uh nightcrawler nightcrawler's really good who's the silver that uh quicksilver quicksilver yeah. that i love that guy that his, is like his sequences and apocalypse was pretty good well just the actor i love yeah. the actor he's a really so i think you should you should do that and then once you take that group mm-hmm. okay who would make up the, the fantastic four who can we kind of put into those uh. those roles now would it be awesome to do more of a grown-up side i think so i mean not not everyone will probably shit on this idea, and you got, I might see a bunch of comments on our podcast feed, but The Rock would, no pun intended, be, be a, a really good, good thing. I think... Like, I, I think just how big and beefy he uh-huh. is. But then, then, okay, so you take The Rock being the thing, now you gotta get everyone else around his age range mm-hmm. to... To kind of fill in the fill in the gaps. I think that uh, what John Chris 
Kinski or whatever. The guy who Are played you ta- Jim Oh, you're talking in the about office, for, for, uh, in the quiet place for Reed Reeds. Richards? Yeah. That, oh, that, would, that would be, be decent. Because he tried out for Captain America. Yes, I heard about that, yeah. Uh, so okay. it would be nice to bring him into... I mean, Sue Storm, you know, oddly enough, you can bring Jessica Alba back. She's, she doesn't mind. look she doesn't look that much older. older. I mean, okay, so to I would sidebar for like two seconds. So mm. I was listening to a Kevin Smith podcast, and he was start doing a uh, podcast with Anna Ferris. Oh, or yeah. Anna, Anna Ferris, uh, and he did not realize that she was like forty two years old. I don't know if yeah. he knows that, but people she age is, well, dude. She, dude, he thought she was like in her mid thirties. Yeah. So I think Jessica Alba is back. Could honestly replay Sue Storm. Oh, and yeah. then and then who who would we get to play? I would I would love to say Zach Galifianakis, but he's too fat to play Johnny Storm. But we need, we need a comedian. So uh-huh. Zach, okay, well I don't know. Zachary Levi would be really funny as Johnny Storm, but I think you need someone a little bit tall, a little bit more blonde. I mean, I guess see you couldn't use Chris Evans again. You couldn't no. you couldn't backpedal and use Chris Evans, but he was a really good Johnny Storm. Yeah, he was. What about? Um, I don't know. Yeah, you'd really have to look. You'd at... have to dig to get a right Johnny Storm. Although it's kind of an asshole, but uh, not... Bradley Cooper. Yeah, maybe. I th- I'm thinking for for the thing, um, who the guy who played the brother-in-law um, of Brian Cranston in Breaking Bad, who played the DEA agent. Yeah, he he didn't play. He wasn't the original Ben Grimm, right? No. But he could play. He looked like him. He could play the new thing. He could be the new thing. I he, would. I he would has be that stature that. and that voice and. Yeah. All right. All right. We got our Fantastic Four. Okay. So I'll post this on Facebook. Who do you think should play each of the characters in a new MCU Fantastic Four? That'll be fun. Okay. Next up. <gasps> Woo! All right. <laughs> I am just getting high on butterflies. Mm. I don't think I'd smoke a butterfly, but okay. <laughs> so next. We got to talk about Fantastic Four villains. Oh, because yeah. villains make heroes what they are. Exactly. So we're only going to go cosmic villains because obviously we could talk about every villain that, that they have. But mm-hmm. since this is a cosmic theme, why don't we go cosmic, the cosmic route? Okay. So first up, Glad. we have Blastar. Blastar. You remember Blastar? So I've been reading the new Deadpool Superman, mm-hmm. and Blastar is one of the uh, baddies in that. He's uh, from the Negative Zone. Oh, you know okay. what that is. Yep. From, yep. Um, yep. Yeah, Blastar has given the Fantastic Four a run for its money on more than one occasion. Known as the Living Bomb Burst, he is a large humanoid creature with the ability to put out unfathomable amounts of energy. He has been both rival and follower of the Negative Zone Conqueror known as Annihilus. Okay. Annihilus. Annihilus. Blastar is one of the most powerful villains to ever threaten Earth's heroes. He has the ability to conquer worlds, so he has made this his goal. He is a ferocious and ruthless foe who has challenged the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, the Nova Corps, the Guardians of the Galaxy, and many other defenders of the universe. He's got quite the resume. He does. He likes beating people up. So next up, we have... uh, Well, we got Annihilus. What about... Galactus. Well, he's number one on the or number two on the list. Wait a minute. We're going to ten, top ten. How is he number two? Because according to this list, Doctor Doom wants to be number one. 
Oh, right. So, but sorry, he's not spoiler. Cosmic. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I... But he's not cosmic. So, the Ronan the Accuser, yep, okay. number, th- number three on the list, mm-hmm. powerful member of the proud Kree race, Roman, uh, Ronan has the high accuser of the Kree Empire, making him the highest law in their society. He also has immense strength and a hammer that can bend reality to a small degree. Man, I kind of wish they would have used that in Guardians. That right. would have been kind of cool. Or like if they, uh, the Super Scrolls. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's number, the Super Scrolls are number eight on the list. Clert and the Super Scrolls. That would be fun to see on the big screen. Well, I mean, you can do it now. The Scrolls right. were introduced. And redeem the scrolls from Captain Marvel. Yep, so here, okay. So, Clert also played a pivotal Clert. role in the uh, Kree Scroll War. In, ex- uh, in exile at the time, the Super Scroll brought Captain Marvel. Mar-Vel. Yes, there is a hyphen in this. Marvel. Marvel, a hated Mar-Vel. enemy of the Scroll Empire and member of the Kree race to the Scroll Emperor in hopes that he would accept him back into the fold. The Super Scroll also aided in the efforts against Annihilation Wave, brought about by a nihilist to end all life and the po- in the positive universe. They should do a negative universe. Do you imagine what that would be like? That'd be awesome. Would you do like a whole film, or like have the backstory of a film being that? I don't know. There's a lot of ways to go with it, and mm-hmm. I think you know. Once again, with the new MCU, you've got you got. You got options. You've got lots of options. Okay, well, and the number two, because we won't do number one. Well, maybe we'll do number one. We'll decide. Okay, number two, Galactus, yes. devourer of worlds. Yes. So, a remnant of a universe that died before ours was born, the celestial Galactus, has a hunger that is insatiable. It can only be stayed by the consumption of life force of planets. Yes. You like my, uh, of planets, you like my uh, voice voiceover? It, it's the the evil coming. I could be the new. Uh, I could be the new Galactus. I could, I'll be the voice of Galactus. Maybe not. Okay. <laughs> he first faced the Fantastic Four with his herald, the Silver Surfer. This battle cost the Devourer his servant and drove him back. He has made attempts on Earth since then, but he has become warrior of the challenging. Oh, a warrior of challenging its heroes. Notably, the group known as the Ultimates managed to send Galactus back to the pod which brought him into this realm of existence and were able to change him into the Lifebringer. He is known as Galactus, the Cedar of Worlds. Okay. Now what if, like, at the end of Endgame, since this is, like, the end for most of the original characters, Yeah. like, one of the end credit scenes is the Avenger Tower, still with the A, but then it's the Baxter Building, but then you see the Silver Surfer fly by, and then it shows like a shadow coming over a planet in a cloud of smoke. No, I'm joking. How do, I, <laughs> how do you screw? You maybe guys the, have maybe, the rights. Maybe now. the purple horns, like, or like a hand, yeah, or something. Just like I know you're kind of skipping past Doctor Doom a little bit, but like, yeah. Oh, so in the new Fantastic Four comic book, mm-hmm. they used I can't remember her name now, but they used this person with cosmic force mm-hmm. to actually lure. Galactus to Earth. Yeah. So Doctor Doom could destroy Galactus. Really? And be the new savior of Earth. 
Really? Yeah, and then the Fantastic Four hear about this, and they go, "No, no, 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 no!" And they go try to, they go try to, no, no, you know, no, no. stop Galactus. Uh-huh. And uh, Doctor Doom is like, "Hey, no, this is my bad, bad guy. I'm fading now. Back off! I got this. I want to be the savior from now on." Exactly, and he wants to like sue them, or not sue them, but arrest them for entering Latveria, Latveria's <laughs> airspace, oh, yeah. and not, you know, because that's why he did it. That's why he lured him to Latveria, mm-hmm. so that way it'd be an act of war. If the Fantastic Four came yeah. on their soil. Yep. So that's where I'm at okay. right now. So okay. Galactus is is trying to attack him. That was a, that's a pretty it's a pretty cool storyline. Yeah. And this is the first time Fantastic Four has been in comic form mm-hmm. for a very long time. Yeah. They finally brought him back to. They've the been comics. on a hiatus. They have been. Yep. Now, how cool would that be to see in a film as Castle Doom? I know, right? Yeah. Well, see, that's where Secret Wars can come in. Yeah. So that's the new. That's the, the phase five, right? Or phase four? Five, four. You could be towards the end of phase four. Yeah. Yeah. I think Entry you could do of, it. of phase five and do Secret Wars and X Men versus Avengers. Yeah. And... It'll be really weird to see the end game credits. Like the, you know what I mean? Like that's it for Captain America. Well, it's just so funny. Like you were gonna see. Okay, after three hours and two minutes, apparently. Oh yeah. Then you're gonna sit through twenty minutes of credits because you know everyone helped on the film. Gonna be wearing a diaper. <laughs> yeah, but the the cuts now. Are you gonna do a Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, end credit scenes where you have like freaking five of them, or are you gonna wait till the like do a halfway and then an end, or are you just gonna let the whole credits roll and do something at the very end? I think you should do like like the one that's in the beginning of the end credits and then just be like uh like roll the credits and then like just do like the Marvel logo and everything and the screen goes black and then they're just waiting for like Then Deadpool walks on the screen yeah. in a towel and Or like yeah, like they think <laughs> They think it's all over, like, now it's the title screen and whatnot, and then you show another end credit scene and it's like, Deadpool. What That would be so awesome. I would laugh so hard if that was, like, the end credit scene, was, like, Deadpool walking out. It's like, oh, I'm in your universe now? Right. Or, you know, just something with Deadpool would be the funniest thing. Wait, what universe is this? Yes! Yeah. Dude, that would be the funniest thing in the world or like, if that was what it, the end credit scene it's was. It's like the end credit scene for, like, uh, uh, for where they teased Fantastic Four. And so the camera is zoomed up at the new Avengers Tower that's now oh, Baxter right. Building, and it comes down to the sidewalk, and it's Wade Wilson. Be like, look at these chumps. Like, <laughs> you know, something, something with Deadpool. Right, something with Deadpool. That would right. be funny. That'll be the title of this podcast. Something with Deadpool. Something with Deadpool. Maybe. Probably Cosmic not. Cosmic Deadpool. Cosmic Deadpool. All right. Anyway, so that's all the Fantastic Four time we have. So let's close it out. Um, uh, April starts in a few days. Mm-hmm. So you guys can uh, hook up with Loot Crate uh, by uh, April 19th. It is out now, so I can tell you the theme. It is Showdown. Mm-hmm. Um. So I already told Kev one of the uh, one of the franchises that we'll be talking about for Showdown in April, and that's is uh, can we say it? Sure, Godzilla and King. the King of the Monsters. <laughs> yes, I like that. It's a show short, short Godzilla and King, King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. King of the Monsters. The new movie. Know. Yeah, you know. Um, there we're going to be doing some more Marvel talk. We'll talk about some Showdown Marvel from. Uh, 
Infinity War. Ooh. Or not it. Endgame. Endgame. Um, I believe that'll be out in time for us to record a podcast. Yes. I believe so. We'll double check. Um, Aquaman's another franchise. Um, don't know if we'll talk about that since we already did it. There's Karate Kid. We, okay. might, do, we might do Karate Kid. Um, Deadpool. Don't know if we want to do Deadpool again. But stay tuned next month. Uh, Loot Crate's theme is Showdown. And we'll be uh, doing some Loot Time episodes about the best showdowns in the uh, universe. Cosmic and otherwise. Oh, yeah. Um, so like I said, sign up by April 19th to get the Showdown Crate. You can find us on uh, social media at Loot Time Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us on Facebook at uh, Loot Time Podcast or The Loot Time Podcast. I think it's Loot Time Podcast. Something like that. Some, yeah. Just type in Loot Time Podcast. You'll get it. And you'll find it. And you'll find it. And you can go to our website, LootTimePodcast.com, and find links to all our social media on there if you're confused at the last bit that I just mentioned. Um, you can email us at lootime at yahoo.com if you have comments, questions on our website, scroll to the bottom, type in your email. You can join our mailing list to find out, you know, what's going on in the universe of loot time, um, cosmic and or otherwise. And, uh, you can, uh, find us on all but SoundCloud podcast hosting sites. So you could go to iTunes, you could go to Google play, you could go to Stitcher and Podmust and, Spotify and iHeartRadio and nothing but SoundCloud. But <laughs> you can find us at all those places. Now, if you listen to us on iTunes, make sure you subscribe and uh, give us some comments, give us some stars, give us some love. If you don't listen to us on iTunes, make sure you go to smashbomb.com, search Lead Time Podcast, and give us a fun little review on there because we like hearing good things and bad things and it makes us constructive, constructive. Const- yes. const- we like feedback. We like feedback. Good or bad. Feedback. <laughs> so, until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. I'm Kevin Ebner. And that's all the loot time we have. Good, Good night. night. Go.